Can you harvest hexes? I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. We grow them in the field that is barren from all the fucks we don't give anymore, yeah. right? <laughs> in the field where we used to grow our fucks. That we is where the hexes, hexes are now grown. Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink and a familiar, cozy up by a bubbling cauldron, and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, hello. I am Katie. I'm Angela. I'm Shanna. And I am Jillian, uh, and we have a guest today that we will be getting to. Very excited about her. Uh, but first, as in all things, we must hex. Uh, so what do we got? What do we got on our plates? Well, as always, crowdsourced from our wonderful Discord. Yeah. Um, Where you should all be. Yeah, You should all be. Be a Patreon member. Uh -huh. um, I'm going to go back over the last month and I'm going to share something from a friend down in South Central Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. A big hex on candidates sending fundraising emails and not even saying where or what state they are running in clogging my inbox. Yes. Listen, we get it. We of all people get it, right? But why don't play with me? Why is my Pennsylvania cell phone number also getting text messages from John freaking Tester? Although they are creative, like pictures, let's be real. They're, they're yes, creative. like I will forgive at this point. I'm willing to forgive John Tester because of that really adorable video he did with Cory Booker. So cute. But there's a limit. Listen, they get you. They get you. They get you. Know? Same thing, Democratic Governors Association. Look out. Oh my God. Look out. That's it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it from all sides. Every single Democratic governor. Just. And also, and it's, it's yeah. It's get worse. It's what? Oh, it's absolutely going to get worse. Um, because we're like, you know, we might as well freaking be in 2024 already, which I'm already exhausted of. Um, but like, it, tangential to the like the emails and the text from just like every freaking where um and by the way my phone has done a really good job of of filtering out spam texts from campaigns but the and i saw friend of the pod sav thorpe tweet about this the other day and it's so the six paragraph long text messages the novel the text message novels why I'll tell you why, because of how they price it. Okay, when you uh -huh. buy text, when you buy text, there's two two options. Yeah, two options. There is the short version, which cannot ha it can have only X amount of words and cannot have a photo, and uh -huh. then there's that costs one one price, and then okay. the second price is just buck wild, whatever you want. And so <laughs> when give it, I'm not even kidding. Like th there's no nuance there. There's two two <laughs> levels of purchase and because they price them like that once you open the floodgates for people you might as like, well just go all the way they're like give me a gift and eight paragraphs it costs exactly the same so there's no need for restraints so I, I just like i get that there's no need for restraint but like also it's like don't you want to win things or get people to give you money are these effective at all um self and put something weird in them put something weird in them 
for them to be effective you gotta get a little creative with them like now i'm not talking you want to read it we're not talking about the like don't forget to get your mail in ballot kind of thing no 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 not that listen i think they're insufferable i was just pointing out how we got here yeah. i mean do, do you I mean, think i love you think the good. upper levels of staff and candidates are known for restraint I mean, good point. No, that's fair. Why would I think th- think something like that? No. But there's a there's a second <laughs> there's like a part B to this that came from yeah. out in Allegheny County as a follow up to this one, and it mm-hmm. was, I thought this all went into the different portions of the Gmail inbox instead of interrupting the actual like Gmail. If anybody's noticed yeah. that. So, I mean, there are um, people who get paid a lot of money to come up with new ways to circumvent the spam box. I know. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, that that optimization, like that's someone's job. <sighs> so they're good at their job. I mean, I'm yeah. I, once again, not defending the action. I'm just saying. No, someone, but just like, listen. I am. Uh, and I'm going to be clear, like. You got us. You know. <laughs> I, I've gotten things from around the country via text message and email, but what mm-hmm. I will say, if your name is Bob Casey, Senator Bob Casey, you keep texting me because yeah. I am here for the new map. Who else? Oh, I've got a couple more here. Really? All right. Yeah. Um, A hex on all of the Supreme Court nerds who think that ignoring regressive court orders is a bad thing. At this point, ignoring the court and delegitimizing it is the only way forward. People can agree or disagree to that, but I'm understanding where this person is coming from. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I actually agree with that because um, we have to, whatever whatever in we have to crack this nut of mm-hmm. the ridiculous veil around the Supreme Court we got to yeah. take it. We got to take They're it. They're not we wizards. Can't, They're not we special. Can't, this is like one of those examples of don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And yeah. um, we got to take whatever in we can because these people don't even think they should have ethics standards. I mean, it's wild. Okay. So listen, the next one I love. <laughs> Mediocre white men candidates asking your opinion on their campaign. And when you give honest feedback, instead of accepting or being grateful for it, spending time justifying their original position by comparing it to other mediocre white men candidates to say, look, I'm doing it right. If you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. And spin. And then they can go back and be like, well, I did ask one woman. I asked I asked woman. a woman. It's just that I disagreed with her. Shut up. <laughs> don't uh, ask if you don't want to know. Well, you know, there's another mediocre white man oh, this is a good one. In, in here. And it is it is somewhat related. And it is mediocre white men who are quote-unquote experts according to one pointless thing that they put on socials. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, Jillian, maybe, and all all of us, maybe Mm -hmm. if we called ourselves quote-unquote experts, the media for white men then would, but that's not, that's not true. 
I mean, that's uh, just completely not true. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's let's go back to why we started this podcast I three know. years ago is because yeah. we would be asked on other podcasts to be guests because we are experts and then we would get talked over. So doesn't matter because we don't have yeah. pieces. And wait, wait, now's the time for me to be like, my fake dick is bigger than your real one. There you oh, go. There that was is. a good way to get it in. There you go. Um, I got it in. That's what she said. Oh. oh. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah. I don't know. All I know is that um, that is why we started the pod. And also, um, well, I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to shut up because this one now you could just go on forever. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you really could. Um, listen, here's what I would like to hex. Um, I'm going to throw in mine. I would like to hex corporate healthcare. I know it's not the first time, but I am trying. I have called twice and left messages and I will be calling again Monday and I'll probably get angry with somebody um, to get my daughter's prescription refilled. And uh, I have not gotten an answer back. Uh, the shit's not showing up at CVS. Um... And I am fucking tired because, you know, uh, two, three weeks from now, I'm going to have to drive her down to Pittsburgh uh, to get a shot. And uh, I'm just like, could we please get it together? Um, Like, this is ridiculous. Um, There's more. Mm -hmm. There's three more very brief ones. Yeah. Um, this is very much how I feel immediately. Also from Western Pennsylvania, people who are chipper and well-rested on a Monday morning, myself included. Yeah, honestly, fuck you. How dare you? Yeah. In the year of our cat, 2023, how fucking dare you be well-rested on a Monday morning? People aren't right when they do that. Um. What's the matter with you? People who think they're entitled to their own seat on a crowded Amtrak. Okay, but hear me out. (laughs) But I am. (laughs) On a crowded, crowded. I like how this is qualified saying crowded Amtrak. That's true. That's true. Because let me tell you, if I'm traveling with someone on an Amtrak and one of those four seaters is open and it's not super crowded, I'm totally like taking that over. Yeah. It's the leg room for me, a tall lady. So... And yeah, also, the yeah. suitcase on the seat next to me when it, it's semi-crowded and there's weird people on the train. But that's like a woman thing. There's yeah. weird people on the train sometimes. Yeah, but I don't like that. If it's really yeah. crowded, I get it. And the, the person did say crowded Amtrak. Crowded, yeah. So, but like there there are moments it's like, mm, I don't like the vibe in this car. I'm going to put my briefcase on the empty seat next to me. So mm-hmm. I gotta. Sh- I'm gonna share with the world my public transportation tip um, as a woman, um, yeah. and I use this on planes, trains, um, and uh, buses, Greyhound buses, mm. various. Yes, which which are skeevy at times, right? Um, and also, especially summer when there's a lot of weird. Um, textures 
you know, mm -hmm. like I think about all the people who've been sitting on the seats, you know, the sweat and the, okay, so here's what mm -hmm. you do. You go on Amazon or don't go on Amazon. I'm sorry if you are morally opposed to it. Go wherever you want to purchase this, but yeah. you buy. They have these things that are sleeping bag liners, okay? So they're yeah. very thin. They are either like a very thin fleece or silk. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are the shape, exact size of a sleeping bag. Uh, yeah. they're meant to keep your sleeping bag like fresh, like just like a sheet, but they zip the whole way up like a little bag. Okay. So you buy yourself one of those. They are very small, fit right in your purse. You put yourself right into that thing and you are yeah. in this impenetrable, adorable, you're like a little glow worm. I do this and literally women will be like, that is genius. Men are like, what the f is that um, women are like yeah, yeah yeah you are a hundred percent protected from all the skeeve in the world that's a that's that's great. you're just I a glow that. worm you're a glow worm so that is my advice i've done this all over the world i've been doing it for probably 12 years i love it it will make your life so much better that's awesome that's the bomb that's not bad the final last one, slightly related to seats. Yeah. Man spreaders. Oh, man spreaders. That's why you've got to make yourself a glow worm. So the gross man spready leg doesn't touch you. Your actual skin. Uh, as a bisexual woman, I fight man spreading with man spreading. <laughs> right, right back. Because I spread right back. Because I can't sit normal, y'all. Can't do it. Uh, call me a cliche, but uh, I am man spreading right now. Well, is real. Like I've yeah, I've got my feet up and what is, out what is, and. What is, what is this? Don't don't say huh? you can't sit. Don't say you can't sit normal. Oh well, no, 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 I it's, do not. I do not sit traditionally. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind it's, of a weird yeah. community joke that those of us who uh, were bisexual yeah. can't sit straight. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I would at all times rather be spread out. I will put my feet up in a restaurant. Um, I don't care. She's seen me do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you could clean those seats. I'm putting my feet up. <laughs> If you're at a table for four and there's two of you, you know, put your feet up. On those are my chairs. Yeah. I'm paying for those chairs. Um, so to speak. You know. Um we hexed out. I think we're hexed out. All right. Uh Katie, why don't you introduce our amazing guest? All right, today. We have one of my favorite new state representatives, Representative Tara Probst. Uh, she was born and raised in East Stroudsburg, has lived in Northeastern Pennsylvania her entire life. She went to King's College and Widener um, University School of Law. She was the Stroudsburg mayor, uh, brought a lot of positive change and business growth to the borough. She was also one of 20 elected officials in the country chosen for the Champions Institute uh, Smart Growth um, list for improving lives by improving communities. 
In addition to being Stroudsburg mayor, she also most recently worked for a local addiction recovery center. She also previously owned a downtown Stroudsburg restaurant, which I have been to with her husband, um, and spent many years in marketing, helping business owners grow and connect. Her priorities as a new legislator include good jobs, fighting for fair funding for public schools and lower property taxes, making sure healthcare is affordable and accessible for everyone, protecting a woman's right to choose, ensuring clean air and water, and of course, as every representative should do, being responsive to the residents of Monroe and Pike County. So hello, Tara. Well, hello, you guys. I had to have my microphone on mute because I was dying. I mean, <laughs> this was a riot with the hexes. <laughs> oh my God. So funny and so spot on. So thanks for thanks for making this allergy ridden uh woman, you know, <laughs> laugh on a Sunday morning. That's, Absolutely. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Well, it worked. I mean I'm good to go now, you know. Honestly, like we don't even care if our listeners laugh. We laugh when we do this. And that's the point. I was yeah, dying. That's true. <laughs> so thanks for having me, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're gonna start with um gracious, you've run for office for like two very different things. And I didn't like flesh out our questions here, but what spurred you on to run for Stroud Council and mayor? First of all, sure. like what, what was yeah. the impetus for that? Oh, it's so funny, the Stroudsburg mayor. Um, in, I'll make it as brief as possible. In 2000, November of 2013, we had a local municipal election and like nobody voted. I think there was 28% only came out to vote. Mm -hmm. And when 28% come out to vote, who gets elected? the worst of the worst, right? So yeah. we had a, you know, now there's the Moms for Liberty, but back then it was the Tea Party um, who ran basically for Strasburg School Board. And they got in and day one on the job, you know, they want to privatize schools. They think teachers are the enemy. And they closed two uh, local elementary schools. And one in which my son went to, he was in um, first grade. So back then you're kind of like a little naive and, oh, well, you know, they're not going to close them. We have facts on why they shouldn't. And it's not going to quote unquote, save money. And the classroom sizes are going to be way too big if they do this. And kids learn better in community schools. And, you know, we really thought that they would listen. Well, yeah. they didn't, and they didn't even want to listen. And so myself, my neighbor, Erica McCabe, and a bunch of other parents, band together and we got people to realize <clears throat> how important municipal elections are and especially school boards. And we ended up getting in 2015 in the primary, we got those five Tea Party Republicans kicked off their own ballot in the primary. Nice. So then we went on and, and guess what? Some of them are still running to this day, trying to run. And I will do everything <laughs> in my power to keep those bitches out. They are not Good. allowed in will not do it. Um, so since then, you know, we had a really huge increase in municipal uh, elections in 2015. So our mayor had died in office. So they came to me and said, will you run for mayor? And 
I did. And I won. And I won by only 33 votes in 2015 by the special election. And then in 2017, I won with 67% of the vote. And then in 2021, I won with 70% of the vote. But I did run for Senate in 2018 against Mario Scavello. And um, I lost. I mean, you, I don't have to tell you the gerrymandering, you know, districts, right, in 2018. Yeah. But gave him a run for his money. And especially in Monroe County, this is a 20-year incumbent. And in Monroe County, I lost by like only 2,000 votes. Um, he crushed me in Northampton. I mean, come on, it was banger and penordial. It's like the sleigh belt, right? You could be, you could be a dog running on the Republican ticket and they're going to not elect a Democrat. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but anyway, to make a long story short, um, I was really pleased with the 44,000 votes I got as only being mayor for two years. And I definitely, um, glad I'm glad I did it because when I ran for, the House of Representatives, I knew what was, I knew what I needed to do to make it happen. If you know what I mean, anyone that goes into a campaign for the first time, I think you're just going to be like overwhelmed by all you really have to do. It can't be all on your campaign manager or on your staff. <clears throat> you yourself have to get in the weeds and do jobs. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, my allergies. You know, I was putting signs out. I was doing work that workers would do on a campaign. And you have to do every aspect of a job when you're running for a campaign. And I've heard candidates say, well, that's not my job. Well, then yeah. you're not going to win <laughs> because yeah. if you don't get in the weeds of it, you're not going to win. And um, so there, I just made a very long story short, I think, on how I got into politics. It was bad school board. How's that? I, I think love the inspiration story. Yes. Personally, yes. especially given this year. Yeah. yeah, so, so, so much. I also like that you touched on something that I feel pretty strongly about, which is um, run for local office. Like, if you have aspirations, you know, and you really want to help your community, diving right into a big race can sometimes be really, really difficult, you know, um, because you don't have that smaller campaign experience you haven't built name recognition you know right. and we have all these local seats out here that desperately need new leadership well i agree with you a hundred percent and i said i mean i said to my husband I, that my the person that ran against me um steve ertle for this last uh race i, I came home and i was like don to my husband he would be a fish out of water he wouldn't he his head would be spinning i'm like at least i have a law degree at least i was in local government for seven years i know what to do i know how to read i know how to read memo briefs i know how to do these things right and this mm -hmm. guy never ran for dog catcher but because donald trump you know ran i think you know anybody who is who's a businessman you know they think that they can just come in and take over and run the show they have no clue and we were on a radio interview before the general election last year and we had, we got to ask one another a question and i literally asked him i said steve what have you ever done before running for this office for local government were you on a school board a planning commission i swear to god you guys his answer i helped save a horse with leon what? clapper he friggin said <laughs> i helped save a horse and I was on the radio. I had coffee. I was like 
taken a swig of my coffee during the morning radio show. I yeah. almost choked and spit it out, but you know, and I'm like, that is what you've done, you know, as well. I've had fundraisers at my place. I'm like, yeah, to make money, you know, you own a bar. Yeah. Like, of course you had fundraisers there. You're making money, but you're spot on. Like start somewhere, learn how it works. Understand that, you know, you can't, he, he it was so dumb. He's like, Monroe County's losing $181 million a year from our tourism. He was talking about the freaking sales tax. He's like, we should get a portion of our sales tax. And I'm like, Steve, that's the general fund. So are we going to go to Gettysburg and say, oh, you know, you get to keep all your sales tax in Philadelphia. You get to keep all your sales tax. And, and, oh, by the way, Pittsburgh, you get to keep yours. I'm like, do we have to ID everybody before they eat at a restaurant to see where you're from? Like, this is ridiculous. So he just hasn't, he had no clue, you guys, no clue. And it really made my job easier to be honest with you, because he really had no clue. Does he know that Philadelphia, their taxes are 42% of our taxes in the general fund? He, no, that's what I mean. No idea. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to like shoot fish in a barrel, so to speak, to use the saying, but, um, it's funny that you say this because an example of what would have happened, like if your opponent would have won, can be seen um, in Western PA with uh, Marla Brown, who won Chris Sonata's seat. Um, mm-hmm. The first, the first interview that she gave to the local paper, she had no experience in anything yeah. relevant to to government. And um, the first interview that she gave to the local paper, she said, this is not at all what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Right. And, and even for me, I know what to expect. And I mean, you want to, I am so impatient. It is snail's pace. And I am like, oh my God, can we get moving on these things? You know, and everybody warned me and I know how long it takes in local government, but you guys, I mean, it, it's it's brutally slow the way things move in Harrisburg I'm just yeah. saying which is a nice protection but I I gotta go back a little bit because I you know three four minutes later I can't I still can't figure out how saving a horse has any <laughs> story attached to it that can be relatable to serving constituents in the government He's going after the horse girl vote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tina Belcher is just thrilled about this guy because he saved a horse. I mean, Uh, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. He also said, I know, I know, I get, no, listen, I mean, I I have, we have some candidates for commissioner in Blair County that like i was having such a laugh with um with one of my nurses uh we were at the labor council candidate night and this one guy is like talking about how he has a lot of experience with asbestos (laughs) we just like both were like immediately like texted each other (laughs) and (laughs) a lot lot of asbestos in in the county commissioner like a lot of a lot of I texted my Democratic county commissioner. I was like, hey, Laura, how much asbestos have you removed as county commissioner? I'll tell you what, if asbestos could vote, right? Yeah. It's just, it's like, are you kidding me? 
That's right. If horses could vote, I maybe, I <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. You will never that guy. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's crazy, and you know that's the thing. Anybody can run, and I totally get it. Really do, and but then look, kind of what you get when you have no experience. Even look, even I'm gonna say, in my Democratic caucus, we have some of the most incredible new freshmen. I mean, Arvin Venkat, right? He's doctor. Yeah. He's so incredibly smart. And I'm going to, I mean, I can give you a list of everybody. Mandy Steele, right? She's, she was on city council though, um, or her borough council, I think it was. Um, I'm thinking of ones that weren't in government, like Tariq Khan, who was a nurse practitioner. Um, And uh, there was one other one that really, oh, Tim, uh, no, I think Tim Brenneman was on a council, but a lawyer. We have the smartest freshmen coming in to this, you know, group in Harrisburg, they are so savvy. They know what's going on, but then you have people like Marjorie Taylor green that got in Congress. And that is what just like flips me out. Like what did she ever do? I think she wasn't, she on the PTA or something like that. That was like her only experience or how about Santos? Does she have children? Mm -hmm. God help us. If she does, that's um, terrifying. One reason why they should legalize abortion all over the place, right? Because <laughs> her and Hitler should never procreate. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, my, but back to my point is I'm just giving examples of like, and then there's that one guy. Oh God, I can't even think of his name now. He's in the state house. He's a Republican. He was giving his five-year-old a puff of a cigar and telling. Oh, him Aaron about- Bernstein. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing here? And then, and then. Uh, is it Stephanie Borowitz? Is that her name? Oh, oh God, yes. I mean, she was. She voted against carbon monoxide in child care centers. She voted against babies. She voted. She was the only vote in the House that didn't vote for Diwali Day. It was like two hundred to one. I mean, this yeah. woman is. And then Tariq Khan gave a beautiful Muslim prayer of peace, right? Mm-hmm. And she was an embarrassment to the House of Representatives. Even her own caucus said she was embarrassment the way she was acting during this prayer. They do not deserve to be there. And it's really, it's grotesque. I gotta be honest with you. I, Angela, why don't you go off on Aaron a little bit? <laughs> I wasn't even, that wasn't even Because I'm gonna going. go off on Stephanie. I, I wasn't even, I mean, listen, I'm, if I may be honest, now with these new gerrymandered maps, I mean, I'm sick of going off on Aaron Bernstein. He's 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 just disgusting. Um, I was going to take the moment to find out if our guest um, had ever seen the movie uh, The Devil's Succubus. No. <laughs> is it starring Mr. Bernstein? No, 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 no. It's not The Devil's Succubus. It is Lucifer's Unholy Desire. <laughs> Uh, yes, with Camera Bartolotta. Senator. Camera oh, Bartolotta. Bartolotta. Who she owns, is. apparently, she does some movie production, uh, like, sort of around Christian films, but she was in this, and it was kind of like a soft corn porn Christian film. <laughs> multiple. What? She had multiple appearances in what can only be described as kind of uh, 
strange, soft, core, porny horror. Like film. Cinemax, kind of. Cinemax, like, yes, very Cinemaxy. Yes, like oh, so '90s Cinemax. You mean? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, one hundred percent. But oh I God. find this, yeah, 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 it's delightful. So I always have to bring it up because, um, number one, it's really funny to me. But number two, and especially number two, um, if if we found out if if powers that be found out that a female candidate on the Democratic side had <laughs> was the devil's succubus at one point, <laughs> that we we would that would be like kind of a hard stop on a campaign, you know? Yeah. And um, very yeah. clearly, it was not for the Republicans. And I mean, are you so you're telling the truth here? This oh, is yeah, we got, we got. Oh, this is you can oh, Google please, it. It's real. Gotta, yeah, I got. Please text photo. me over. This I will stuff. text you. This, this is craziness. No. Don't oh. get me wrong. Like, it's sort of like she has like this production company and they do a couple different things. And it's not, it's not safe for children. Listen, I'm not judging. I think that one, the guy that yeah. she worked with though was a, a felon. Yeah. But I <laughs> also, I'm going to give her credit. She Don't is older than no. I am. Yeah. I, I would like to look like that when I'm her age. I will say that. Well, I don't want to objectify anybody. I just no. wanted to bring up that this is, this is a thing that exists in the world while we were discussing things about your Republican counterparts. That's all. Yeah, and, and, and I will tell you, I I'm not going to call them out by name because it it could hurt them. But there's three of them, you guys, that I found that mm -hmm. are normal. They're normal. They're truly normal. Oh, they're wow. oh yeah. There's a couple of them over there. And if I call them out by name, they get scolded. They get scolded yeah. if they vote with us. And, um, you know, then it comes to the point like, oh, God, if I vote with them, I'm not going to get reelected. And it just really sucks that that's how they have to be. But yeah. still, like they voted for Rossi's bill. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. um, they voted on a couple other things. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? these people they're they're for a woman's right to their body and they're for public education and i was like yeah. okay all right and therefore you know the uh mark rossi's bill to have victims of sex sexual abuse be able to have their day in court yeah those three things you know i'm like i, I gotta be friends with with these guys you know and um the funny thing is it's three men how crazy yeah. is that well, and more than this, so there's the one new representative, Republican representative, who is actually supportive of HB 300, but mm -hmm. I think had there's a bunch of them actually. Oh yeah, can't come out and say it. Yeah, and then there's you have Mahaffey, and they took Mahaffey's office, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like Mahaffey, who actually has some good support from people, voted against that OSHA bill in committee, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the person, the Republican who did vote for the OSHA bill in committee got stripped of that committee. Yeah, it's it's horrible, right? It's horrible. And I think that this Republican Party right now, um, it, it was so, it's so extreme. But I'm finding that, that they're having, you know, I don't want to say normal Republican. Yeah, I, just, I don't want to say it like that because that's that's unfair, right? But yeah. they are like a party of a right wing religious cult right now nationwide. And when the that it's it's freaking crazy. And um, DeSantis and Trump, like they're they're the two most scariest men on the on the planet. 
And I can't believe people actually idolize them and they want to run for our state to be like them. It's just really, it's dangerous. It's scary time. And um, I'm not going to back down from my moral principles. I can say that, right? Um, democratic values are all important to me. Um, but there's some bills that I have that I, I want to get out. And I would like to be able to not be silenced, like, oh, we have to do these five first. Well, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I'd like to do these 10 first, you know? So it's hard as a freshman because I am, I am loud and I do call people and I do make my point heard in caucus, but they're very respectful to me and they would never strip me of a yeah. committee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's a democratic yeah. process. And I feel bad for the other side, because if you say the wrong thing, you're out. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. Well, and there's also like, and I mean, there's of course, you know, the, the first term legislators are going to be like, of course, there's going to be, you know, the more senior members who are going to get their legislation passed through blah, blah, blah. But I want to give a shout out to representative Vitali, who's now the majority chair of house ERE, mm -hmm. who like the first bill he passed out of committee was a Republican bill. It wasn't a big deal. It was clearly bipartisan. And I'm not, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but to, to very paraphrase, it was like, I'm not going to do what you guys did to us. Of course, I'm going to pass good Republican bills out if they are good for the environment. Right. 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 And it was like super diplomatic. Like I was like, that is the statesmanship I want to see. And that's what we should have. And unfortunately, if we ever lost the house, it would go right back to the way it was before they would, you know, they wouldn't, mm -hmm. here's the thing. I, I do that now and I want to do that, but man, they, for two decades, they just screwed us time and time again. And I just keep thinking we better do something big to keep our seats and do the things that we said we were going to do. Because if we lose, they're going right back to the old days and they will never give us the same courtesy. I don't care what anybody says. It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, I, no, you're absolutely I, right. That kind of leads into the next question for you is you have some legislation out there and there's, mind you, we are, we had sort of like a little break because of the whole, you know, speaker yeah. thing and everything. But everyone's introducing legislation. There's already like over 2000 pieces of legislation between the chambers. I kind of want to stab my eyes out now because of that. Yeah. But there's some really that's that's just the day job thing. But you have a couple things that I wanted to lift up, especially um, that really caught my eye in your co-sponsor memos. And it was education bills related to charter schools. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk about them. Oh, you mean charter cyber thievery? What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cyber charter thievery. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of bills out there and, um, I'm on, I call it the cyber charter thievery tour. I put it page two of my newsletter, a whole page dedicated to how they're ripping off public education. Um, I have a policy hearing on May 8th with superintendents and taxpayers. And so it all started with this because it's like the big gigantic secret. Nobody knows, right? Because in Monroe County, um, Maureen Madden was the only Democrat and you had three Republicans that are taking money from the Commonwealth Foundation and school choice and blaming teachers unions for our high taxes. Okay. We're the highest in the state. You guys, we have a 62% free and reduced lunch in our schools in Monroe County. And we are in the top of the tax bracket for school taxes. Only 15% is paid by the state 15.1. And, um, 
it's really disgraceful. So we have the funding formula issue, and then we have the cyber charter thievery, which takes $40 million from Monroe County uh, last year alone. So I'm going to just call them out by name, Rosemary Brown, Mario Scavello, Jack Rader, when they were running Monroe County. Um, school choice, school choice. Every parent should have a choice in their child's education. All right, yeah, that, that's fine, right? Whatever. But the money that these charter cyber schools take from our public schools, which is our tax dollars, is absolutely insane. And I just want to give you one quick example for my home district of Stroudsburg. If you, we have 330 kids in cyber school. If you would want to be educated in Stroudsburg Cyber, which we have, it would cost our taxpayers $3,000 to educate that child, right? If they go to any of the 14 other cyber schools like PA Charter Academy, you know, all the different ones mm -hmm. that advertise on TV with our tax dollars, by the way, which are going into private companies' pockets, it's costing a, per child for our taxpayers $22,000. For that same kid, if you have a, if you're have, or special education, whether it's an IEP for gifted or anything else, the average cost for our district is twelve to fourteen thousand dollars for us to educate a child. If they go to any of the other fourteen cyber schools, it's thirty nine thousand five hundred dollars to the oh tune of nine million dollars a year. To the point where our superintendent said, because over the it's only grown over the last couple of years because of the stupid formula that the Republicans pass, and they never pass anything to fix it. It comes up and they won't do it because they're lying in their pockets with you know the school choice money. Yeah. If if all schools had the same rules, which is what I'm saying, have your choice. I don't care if you send your kid to the Satan School of Public Education, right? I really don't care. <laughs> But if that's what you want, then it needs to be fair across the board. So if we would have paid out the same amount of money to these 330 kids, it would have brought back over $7 million to our school district, which would have meant no tax increase. And over the course of time would mean refunds back to our taxpayers. So our old wow. regime, now it's Maureen Madden and I who are Democrats, the old Republican regime for 20 years said, Oh, you know, raise the sales tax 1% and that'll fund our schools. Well, that's just bullshit because you and I both know that you can't run a school budget on, you know, an economy. I mean, the ebbs yeah. of the ebb and flows of economy. It's just a ridiculous uh, distraction. And it only hurts the, the most vulnerable, by the way, when you raise the sales tax. It's right. like this distraction against what they're really trying to do. And I'm here to say that you need strong public schools for a strong uh, workforce for a better community and I can't fathom how for well over two decades and especially the last decade people didn't know how these charter cyber schools were ripping us off to the point where I didn't even know about it till about six years ago and so now my sole job besides protecting the woman's right to her her body besides getting access to the ballot besides getting affordable health care and creating good jobs, my number one goal is to educate people on, hey, I don't care if you send them to a cyber school, just know 
that you're ripping your neighbor off by sending them to that one. Send them back to your school district cyber school. Oh, and by the way, they're two years behind your public schools. The graduation rates are like tremendously lower. And when they come back to public school, there are two years that we have to catch them up. It's, it's like crazy, right? So yeah, I am on a charter cyber thievery tour. I don't care if they exist, but they should not be getting, I mean, the it's extortion, the money they're taking from these public schools. And I just want the world to know about it so that people like Rosemary Brown get hammered by her constituents for the first time ever, because, you know, nobody ever gives her any, she's so nice all the time, right? Because <laughs> nobody knows how she votes. Well, I'm letting people yep. now know how she votes. She voted against the woman's right to choose 18 times. She voted, she voted to not, um, to not um, have accountability on charter cyber schools so they could just get away with murder. And so, I mean, this is shit. I'm going to let people know they can live. Take my votes and tell everybody about it. I'll defend each and every one of them. But you tell me how she's going to defend ripping off these taxpayers for the last decade that she's been there. And you tell me how she's going to defend her choice for uh, taking away a woman's right to vote 18 times. I'm just saying it's not fair and people need to know about it. I'm just waiting for Shanna to be like, yeah, the wolf. I've been sitting here quietly because... Yes. Um, I think I've mentioned before, my little school district in Adams County spent more on cyber charter tuition last year than our entire transportation budget. And we are not a walkable district. I have zero kids in my school district that can walk to school because we're literally in a field in the middle of nowhere. And so like that just blows my mind. Um, And people don't understand. And like, I'm not mad at the people who teach at those schools because they need teachers and if I could work from home in my PJs, you know, but I teach band, so that's impossible, but like, right. it's not even the people that work there, right? It's the people just like every other facet of our economy and society. It's the people at the top who have no problem making the rest of us suffer. And then, yeah. you know, I, I mean, <laughs> see it I literally mean, every single day. Oh, so. millions. And it was, it was over $2 billion last year. And they're expecting it to be 2.6 billion. The formula is messed up. So anyway, my bills, accountability, state audits, um, a special education tier. Um, and and I also, like Bizarro's bill was, if your district has a cyber school, you must attend it. And if you don't, you're paying. I supported that. Joe Cerisi is like the man for charter cyber, just so you know, like every bill he's put out, I've supported. Um, now let's be realistic. Will it happen? Here's the issue. I guess brick and mortar schools and some of the Philadelphia area. I even have people in my own caucus that aren't going to go against them, but I think a start is the cyber, the cyber schools. And if we can start at the cyber level and just get it to, this is, you know, ridiculous, the money that you're getting from our taxpayers. We can start there. We can move forward in the future. But until we start, this is one of the things I'm like, when is this coming up? When is this coming up? Let's go. Let's go. And you got to get everybody on board. And I can tell you right now, I've got Republicans on board with it. But then I'm told, yeah, but will they vote when that time comes? And I said, especially for the two I know, oh, they'll vote or they won't get reelected. 
in their district because their school districts are suffering, right? In Luzerne and Lackawanna County. So um, anyway, I really feel that cyber is where we can get consensus and pass a bill. Now the question is, will it pass in Senate? And your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and I really like what you said, or and, and like the, the bizarro piece of if your school district has its own cyber option, because I keep thinking of like, you know, of course, like special education needs and things like that. Like there are people who, you know, according to our state constitution, we are to provide education K through 12, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there are some people that might not might not be able to function particularly well in a classroom environment, a hundred percent understandable. So I really like that if your district provides something versus if they don't. So I think that's a really good provision as well. Kind of like along the lines of, we're not bashing the teachers who work at these. We're not bashing the students who need these. It's stop taking our money when you don't. And And, and you're, you're paying a CEO to do what? And you brought up a really great point. After I lost the Senate, I subtaught um, from January to June in 2018, right? Um, well, it was 2019, excuse me, because the election was in 18. Um, public schools have to take children up to the age of 21. You know that. And we have to take the most severe cases. And it's really gut-wrenching being in these, you know, in the, we call it the resource room when I would go and sub. And these teachers deserve, I just, they deserve uh, just, God, I can't think of the, they just deserve so much because they do so much for some of the, you know, really um, hard to hard special education cases. They really do for these kids. These cyber charter schools don't have to take these kids. They get to pick and choose. So the kids that they take for the IEPs are ones like my son had in sixth, seventh grade. 30 minutes a week for reading. You know what I mean? Now he's, you know, a sophomore in high school, he's totally fine. Um, they take the most mild cases of the IEPs and they charge $39,500 on average from the Stroudsburg area school district. You know, they're not, they, they, they don't, it's so unfair. And then also a lot of the kids that are in these cyber schools weren't cutting it in public school. They were failing, right? They weren't cutting it. And what do the parents do? Oh, these schools are horrible. I'm send, I'm taking my kid out. <laughs> my kid's thriving in cyber. Thriving. Well, guess what? When your kid comes back to the public school, he's two years behind. He's not thriving. It's just easier. And and number two on this, which really, like, when I say sent, takes me over the edge, is that if the kid is in cyber school and is truant, like not signing on to his classes, the public school has to go to the truancy hearing and get a plan for them to get back on track. And they don't even teach this kid. I mean, these cyber schools are absolutely insane with the rules that they have. It's insane. And um, educators and administrators have been banging their head against the wall on why nobody's doing anything about it. And I'd like to say in Monroe County, I'm a champion for this. And I even have Republican support on this from constituents that are like, thank you. It's about time. So, you know, public education should not be Democrat or Republican. I mean, my God, people like this is your community and you should support them and fund them 
and understand that if you want to send your kid to a Bible school or a Satan school or a cyber school, or I don't care what school, that's fine. But you should never be getting more money than our public schools, period. Imagine if that $39,000 per student went to hire more staff, more support staff at the public school to give teachers the raises they deserve because, oh, I don't know, we are in the midst of a teacher shortage. Yeah. Or activity buses for kids that can stay and actually do activities. So they, you know, things, listen, like you said, uh, Shanna, you're in Adams County, right? I grew up with sidewalks. So I always had a ride or walk home, but so many rural areas for kids have nothing to do after school. And an idle mind is terrible. They're going to start watching Fox news, you know, like we can't have that. So we need to get them, you know, with activities. And if they don't play a sport, maybe there's intramurals or something that they could be involved in and have an activity bus home. And um, right. And these are things that we could do to help better the future of our kids. And there's, yeah. Yeah, I could go on hours about this, you guys. I'm sorry. You ever want to have a sidebar about ed policy? Give me a call. <laughs> yeah. I have to watch what I say here because of my role with my union. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, got, we got big ideas. <clears throat> yes. I, I say coming to you from week two of PSSA testing as a band director who has a concert oh, this good week. God. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. But it's so I'm sure, you know, the flip side that you hear, well, it is public education and it is this and it is that. Okay, then be treated like it. Yeah. Fine. Then be treated like public education and get the same dollars that our brick and mortar public schools get. You know, can't have it both ways. Yeah. But you can if there's a Republican Senate and House. And, you know, Josh Shapiro is for school choice. I love Josh Shapiro. I wish he would have funded public school more, but maybe that'll come. But I don't think he's for the extortion mm-hmm. yeah. that school choice is getting. And that's my hope. And um, I have yet to hear a good argument on the money side of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think like where, you know, even even people in our, our own party, you, know, you referenced Philadelphia before is, I mean, Philadelphia is its whole kind of own can of worms when it comes to public education. But oh, yeah. there's... Parents, you know, I think of people in a a district two over, you know, there's parents who have the means to pay, right? Who Mm -hmm. are like, I want to send my kid to this, uh, like, we have a really amazing friend school, um, one through eight. Is it Um, private? So they're paying tuition? They're paying for it, but there's a scholarship too, right? Um, But that's okay. They're paying for it. (laughs) And and it's like that's a kind of a little bit of a different education you know we think about people who put their kids in montessori schools things like that or catholic schools or whatever there are tuitions um and sure you there are scholarships and things like that but it's like that that is a school choice like if you want your child to get that that school that is what school choice should be not this free for all that we freaking have now oh no i mean i agree i agree Yes. And that's the way it always was. No one ever complained about school taxes before this, honestly, before the Republicans said, yeah, come on in. It's a moneymaker. You do these cyber charter schools and you get the pot. Yeah, I mean, really, no one ever yeah. complained about their school taxes ever. When I was growing up, no one ever complained. My mom never complained. My, it, and 
it really started over the last 20 years since cyber charter became a thing. Yeah. We are, we just, we, we're going to have to move on. I think we could talk about education forever. I know. (laughs) But, um, there is a question that we ask all elected officials, but most Uh importantly, state elected officials. How, yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get it off. First of all, it's showing all like, uh, things from 1776. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because we always had to learn other songs. I remember being little and doing Pledge of Allegiance. And then you went into This Land is Your Land. This yeah, Land yeah. is My Land, right? We would have yeah. to sing that. I mean, I'm going to be 52 this year, so I'm going way back. Um, we never had to learn the Pennsylvania uh, song. And, and there's a reason for that. Because. Okay. Do you know when this song became the state song? I don't. I don't. Honestly, this is terrible. I don't know anything about 1992. it. 1992. Oh, that's even worse. Who did Doug <laughs> <Stanford? laughs> So now, now, Joe Cerisi bless his heart, although we yeah. are going to take credit for this because we've been harping yeah. on it for three years, yeah, introduced a bill at the beginning of this session to establish a commission to revisit the Pennsylvania state song. Thank God. Okay, <laughs> I have to see that one and I will go, sp- I, I'm going to watch it when we're done, but based on the first 10 seconds, I'm like, it's just the video, I'm like, uh, it's a little odd. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I feel like it was, I've been working on the railroad. <laughs> yes. Let's do copyright infringement. Let's do like um, Marvin Gaye just did to, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Henry Sheeran or whatever. Ed, yeah, oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. okay, I'm getting my artist. Listen, confused. first of all, old white men always use the same chord progressions. It's hard to copyright <laughs> that. Uh, but that's the problem with the song, right? Is it's like a bunch of old dudes in a church that no one goes to anymore. And like, that does not <laughs> capture the essence of this great yeah. commonwealth. You mean so. Presbyterian mm. dirge is not yeah. like what Pennsylvania is all about? I don't As think now. that's our vibe. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a Lutheran dirge. Thank you very much. Katie always wants this, but you're not correct. It's okay, though. <laughs> Listen, I'm she's, a progressive Presbyterian and we sing very few dirges anymore. Oh, God. Well, now I really, I can't wait till this podcast is over and really watch the video. And listen. Yeah, I mean, so the, ultimately the question is this, um, will you support? Changing that shit? Oh my God, yes. that. I, I didn't even listen to the whole thing and I'm already like, Pennsylvania. it's It's horrifying our dream is that we would have a a television contest called penavision like eurovision okay where each county would submit a song and i mean we want costumes we want showmanship like i want to see like gritty i want to see dancing pierogies i want it all yeah um, i want to see tasty cakes like lit up in the sky yes. you know what i mean you get it mm-hmm. uh and real fries in pittsburgh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then and then you know the people of pennsylvania vote 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I would totally. That would be fun. I mean, I think. imagine it's a, a fun way to unify us. Like, imagine yeah. if Philly's submission was a piece by the roots, you know? Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Fallon's band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift, I mean, before living in Nashville or wherever, what, her family's from Montgomery or Delaware County yeah. or whatever? Or, like, isn't she from like Reading? Or Reading? I don't. Yeah. Southeastern like Pennsylvania. Yeah. And you know? York was live. Remember the band Live? Yes. Oh, yes. I love you. Yeah. Yep. I would also oh. like to say that the DJ from Incubus is from Dillsburg. Yeah. So oh, county's got two cool go. people. Well, Hailstorm, Lancaster County. Um, and then we have um G.E. Smith from Stroudsburg. Mm. Remember G.E. Smith from Saturday Night Live Band, way in the mm-hmm. beginning and all that. He was married to Gilda Radner. Mm-hmm. He still plays around here. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like Reznor, Mercer County. Did mm-hmm. you know that you Pink go. was born in Doylestown? Yeah. I did. I did not know I that. I did. So yeah, I agree. I mean, like, if you took 67 counties and what they're known for mm-hmm. and brought that all together, that would be a really fun yeah. state song. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you know, my my district would be poor kids, you know, and their parents leaving houses because they can't afford to live here anymore. But, you know, oh. show it, right? It's reality yeah. because of our yeah. school system. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we have, it's terrible. These, they're seniors right now, you guys, in our district that are selling their homes that have been paid off for 20 years because they can't wow. afford the taxes and it's unfair and there's nowhere for them to go. There's not even affordable senior housing, you know? Yeah. So it's a real, it's dire for us, but not to, sorry, just went from the constitution or the Pennsylvania song to this, <laughs> but it just really, I'm, I'm thinking about what I just saw in yeah. 10 seconds and the, voices i heard and i'm like they're just so out of touch with what's really going on right mm-hmm. yep 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 so feel free to to co-sponsor cerise's legislation <laughs> about the state so tell them we sent you <laughs> and listen do you know what the it was introduced i give me like 30 seconds and i will tell you okay because i'll look it up if not that way i could just go into the bills that were introduced and go on Oh, it was it was introduced per year, and I'm pretty sure it got introduced pretty directly after the inauguration mm-hmm. when we all had to sit there <laughs> and listen to it. Yeah, we were so vindicated that right afterwards, because so all of a sudden, vindicated. Everyone on Twitter was like, "Wait, what is this?" And we're like, "We've been trying to tell you." I mean, like. I mean, school districts know their own alma mater song, but nobody knows this stupid Pennsylvania song. It's not even, it's it's so so bad, bad, they won't even introduce it. House Resolution 41. HR 41, okay. And it is, I am introducing a resolution establishing an independent commission to study the history of the state song, solicit submissions from the public and recommend changes. Okay. should then have the option of changing it um it has been blah in some of his things like it's been three decades since it was um changed um but yeah it's uh it's something and so many (laughs) words it's just terrible yeah it's very true um i have i have events for you when we get there jillian 
Right. Listen, so, you know, number one, uh, this has been amazing. And so before we bring us uh, in for a landing, uh, thank you so much, uh, Tara Prost, for being with us. Uh, oh, my God. It, you're a delight. Thank you. Um, and you know, of course we could, we could listen to education talk all day because we're into it. Um, but so thank you for telling us all those horrible things you told us. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. I'm glad I can make your job brighter. <laughs> thank you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we love it. State representative Tara Probst. Um, amazing. So, uh, what 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 are you you got some events for, for yeah so this episode is airing right before gotv weekend yes and for folks who did not yeah. hear on what will be last week's episode mm-hmm. there's also not only all of your school board elections and your local elections and don't forget the statewide judges and mm-hmm. if you did not request a mail-in ballot don't forget to go vote in person yeah right. but there's also a special election happening in house district 163 that That's we right. absolutely need to keep and all you have to do is go to that mobilize link mobilize 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 go yep. sign up for a canvas shift and things like that for gotv weekend that is the only damn event I can think of at all right now is mobilized for the special election in HD 163. Um, can I can I say something to all sure. of you yeah. real quick before you get off? Yeah. Um, this was a blast. You definitely, I love how you put politics and into laughter, right? Because that's if we don't laugh about it, we can cry. We're only going to cry. That's so correct. I appreciate it so much. It was so much fun being here. Thank you. We loved having you. You were, uh, yeah. you, you, you jumped in with both feet. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> also, I've been sitting the here. Disabled doing... horse. <laughs> yes. Listen, I think my uncle lives in your district and he's always picking fights with me about property taxes. Cause he knows that I like am very active in my union and I'm yeah. just going to like send him to you be like, listen to this woman. She's smart. Oh, wonderful. So, I hope he is in my district. He would have gotten my newsletter. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Now, did he read it? That's the question. I'm gonna find out. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, Jillian, the landing. The landing. Uh, so as as Katie says, get on that mobilize link. Go canvas somewhere. Um, and you know, I will also note that this episode is coming out, but a single day before my birthday. Uh, and so I will go ahead and say, if you want to wish me a happy birthday, go to BlairDems.org and donate. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> donate to my county party. That's how you wish me a happy birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and with that, I want to, you know, just one final thank you to our amazing guest, Representative Tara Probst. Uh, Many thanks to my sisters, uh, Katie, Shanna, Angela. I have been Jillian. Uh, We, as always, our mysterious and magical producer, Dr. Ack. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Caucus. Subscribe, rate us on Apple Pods, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods. And of course, 
come join our community by becoming a Patreon supporter. Get into that Discord, babies. Uh, all right. Go Canvas. <laughs> <laughs>